Welcome to the Marvel Christmas Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot about a guy in a red suit in the Marvel movie universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And today we are talking about Daredevil, the 2003 movie that which premiered on Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2003. And as always, here's an IMDb summary. A man blinded by toxic waste which also enhances his remaining senses, fights crime as an acrobatic martial arts superhero. And if that is not this movie in a nutshell, I don't know what is. <laughs> that's that's probably the best description we've gotten so far. I mean, also, dun, yeah. dun, dun. No, not, I guess. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> it just... Before we really, uh, before we really dig into this, uh, just for our listeners to know, obviously, this is a special Christmas bonus episode because he's in a red suit, and that's pretty much all our criteria. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, we may be spoiling some things from future episodes of Daredevil, since at this point you've only heard episode one of Daredevil. So if you haven't seen all three seasons, and apparently those are all the three seasons we're ever going to get of Daredevil, please watch like 36 hours of tv and then come back to us afterwards mm-hmm. it seems like a fair ask that's yeah. really that's the minimum you could do right yeah <laughs> yeah totally yeah or just don't care about spoilers and listen to us anyway all right so to start us off uh let's talk about just our feelings about this movie um al you want to start us off sure why not um, all right, so I'm trying to remember what I thought of the movie when I first saw it. You know, what is it? 15 years? It's a 15-year-old movie. All right. Um, yes, it is. Yeah, so, God, so I, I was 15 at the time. So I'm trying to think what I thought. I, mean, I probably enjoyed it. I was 15, right? So it was young and stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was an action movie with punches. And now I watch it and I think, oh, it's a it's a 15-year-old action movie. Those Those always age well. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I don't know. Overall, it, uh, it, it could have been, could have been a lot better at, at sometimes. Um, I'm really curious at times, like what the, what the reasoning behind certain scenes were. We'll, we'll kind of get to some of that, but, uh, but, uh, overall, you know, if I were to give it a, a rating, um, or are we, are we doing ratings at the end or, or should I just give it we'll, now? We'll, we'll wait till the end. Okay. All right. We'll wait till the if end. I were to give it a rating, <laughs> I would give it at the end of this recording. Okay. Well, we'll see if we remember in like forty-five minutes or whatever when we're done with this. Okay. Um, I can tell you this: I, when this came out, I liked it because it was a superhero movie, and I had no standards. (laughs) Up until, actually, up until Elektra, the second one in this series, um, I bought every Marvel superhero movie that came out, regardless of quality. (laughs) <laughs> um ne- seeing watching it now i cannot believe how terrible it is but it's reached that level where it's so bad it's it's amazing <laughs> i was just like really? after the the first like 10 minutes of what the hell i was just grinning the whole time i was watching this <laughs> <laughs> okay you know i probably so i'm i'm thinking like now that you're saying this, I, I I'm probably with you on that, but I I was probably just in that 
that mindset of watching it for the purposes of this podcast. Like I was taking notes and my laptop out. Mm -hmm. I was pausing it every so often to look things up online. And if I didn't do any of that, I probably would have enjoyed that movie way more this, this time around. Yeah. I mean, uh, as the listeners will hear, we decided not to go beat by beat because we, I'm, I mean, I might shoot myself, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but also, um, yeah, it was really easy because I kind of front loaded. We limited each other ourselves to like choosing five things each to talk about. Um, and I like front loaded the first uh maybe forty minutes of the movie of this hour and forty minute movie <laughs> with like four things. <laughs> so I really had to stop and actually watch the movie to see what was really worth talking about. <laughs> and I still cheated because in Al and I's share notes, I didn't mention two notes that I put in here. Oh. So I'm still cheating. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. All right. You're going to sneak them in, see how, yeah. how that works out. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're just two like exclamations, uh, holy crap moments. <laughs> so there's no real in-depth, hopefully. Okay. All right. But uh, we'll try to go in chronological order. We're going to assume that you either, there, you the listener has either seen the movie or will never see the movie and just listening to this for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, Al, do you want to start us off with the first point of interest? Not necessarily favorite thing, but her point of interest for the movie. That's right. We need to be very clear that these are not favorites. These are just uh, <laughs> things to talk about. It's a just smorgasbord of of uh, topics. Um, yeah. So. So I was not sure where I wanted to put this. And, you know, Tony, you and I were kind of talking before the podcast a little bit. Uh, so I decided, I guess I'll put it here at the beginning. Uh, as I was watching this movie, a couple of things really kept striking me. that this There were a lot of parallels between this movie and the 1989 movie Batman starring... Um, mm-hmm. Starring... Uh, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. I, I remember the last name. I couldn't remember Michael. Okay. Yeah, starring Michael Keaton. And Jack Nicholson. And uh, there is a whole set of things. So um, because Ben Affleck also is currently uh, Batman in the movies, we're going to need to keep referring to them separately. So I will. So because people generally call him Batfleck for, you know, Ben Mm -hmm. Affleck, Batman, um, I will refer to him here as Bear Devil. And okay, and if I need to refer to Michael Keaton's Batman, I refer refer to him as Keatman. Keatman, yes, or just Batman, and we can ignore that anyone else has been on live action Batman since. Yeah, okay, let's just go oh. with that. That makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't want to go into it too much because I'll probably be bringing things up. But there was a lot of a lot of these these parallels as far as things. Some things I kind of have to stretch for. But when when you get to the things about the finding that the main bad guy was the one who killed the hero's parents, um, and they mm-hmm. even had a calling card, so you you know that that's what it was. Uh, the Joker and Batman had like a, a saying. I forgot what it was. I actually started rewatching this movie earlier today, um, so that way I can make sure In I Batman eighty nine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> unfortunately for timing, like I, I couldn't finish it. I got halfway through the movie. I had like other stuff I had to do. So. Um, I will probably finish watching that tomorrow if I have some time. I get halfway through. I gotta gotta get through it. Yeah. Uh, there's the other- I know. Uh, we, you should watch uh, Batman Returns soon because it is a Christmas movie. So just that's the next one in the series too, huh? Yep. 
Great. All right. Now I started Might this. Well. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, well, then I guess I will. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of that stuff, and we'll I'll, I'll I'll keep bringing those up throughout the uh, throughout the episode as we we talk about them. But be ready for that. And if you yeah. want to treat well, these I... as a drinking game of how often I make stupid uh, remarks, you're going to get quite a few of this. I think. Please don't. And please don't listen to this on your commute while you're playing this drinking game because that's a bad idea. <laughs> yes, that is. We do not advocate drinking <laughs> games while you're driving. No. Or I, or piloting. Um, if your commute involves yeah, an airplane, or 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 if you drive a boat to wherever you commute to, is that driving? Probably a bad idea. Is that driving or is that sailing? You. Well, it depends. Are you in a motorboat or are a sailboat? I, I, I don't know. I don't own either. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's boating. It's like a catch-all. Okay, that works for me. Yeah. All right. No drinking games while you're boating. I'll take it. Okay. All right. All right. Uh. The next one is yours also. That's right. The I, intro. I should have looked at these two. <laughs> All right, so the very first thing, the actual intro uh, into the movie was actually kind of interesting. I actually kind of liked it. Um, it wasn't until right at the end that I realized what was going on. But uh, you get like a little animated cityscape of New York, and then it turns into these dots, and which is mm-hmm. weird, and then it turns into text. It's Braille. Yeah, exactly. That's what I didn't realize until the end. Oh. <laughs> okay <laughs> i was like what's what's going on oh eh, well oh oh hey it's braille it wasn't until literally the last <laughs> one that that turned to daredevil i was like oh okay that makes a lot of sense um so um uh so with that i i started looking up uh, kind of how braille works and uh it's actually really interesting mm-hmm. like the whole system was kind of cool um so there there are like apparently multiple standards of braille um, but there is a uh, an English Braille standard, which is like the standard one for the English language. Technically, there yeah. is a U.S. Braille, but that's not like a standardized thing. It was kind of it, it existed before they you know they made a, an actual standard, so that kind of thing. Um, and if you ever actually look it up on on Wikipedia, it's it's I, it's kind of this cool system. It's like um, every character has the same it's like a, mm-hmm. a a block sort of thing so i don't know tony have you ever looked at braille how it works i've, I've looked at braille but i have don't have an in-depth knowledge about how it works oh okay so like really quickly just to talk about it because like i'm fascinated now i kind of want to like look into this a little bit more but it's um mm-hmm. so if you were to imagine uh, kind of like a, a a grid i guess is the best way to do it um it's every character takes up um the same amount of space so no matter how many no matter you know which character it is it's it's all this one block of um three rows and each of those three rows has two dots one on the left one on the right and so uh, every character is something on some combination of those i guess six potential uh spots um with a space being a a blank basically Mm -hmm. so um, and then uh, yeah. there are a couple of other things too, like kind of shorthand, like .dot com uh, apparently has something according to Wikipedia that I thought was really cool. So it's like a, a single character for oh. for that. So it's kind of that. So mostly it's a character language like English, but it's I guess in a few spots it has a uh, it has some shorthand thing for symbols for 
you know, short. Well, I mean, it's, that's true for English as well. It's like the at symbol. We don't write, write AT every time. That is true. Unless you're trying to tell someone or, or give someone your email address on Twitter. Oh, oh that's true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> don't, don't want that to be scraped. I've never had to yet. do that. So. <laughs> So it's never occurred to me. Yeah. I've I've seen a few people do it. It it, it wasn't until like the third time that I realized what was going on. I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. They just I think they just don't want like a bot to be able to easily get it, so they just put it in that way so humans could still read it, but it's it's not like just going to end up online yeah. easily. I mean, the moderator for like at Gmail must get so many messages or so many <laughs> tweets at it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I didn't even think about it from that perspective. Oh yeah, no, you're right. That that's actually probably the real reason. The at symbol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's where I thought you were going. Oh. So, no, no, no. I just went. I just went too far in the wrong direction there. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so that's it for me as far yeah. as the movie intro. It was it was a uh, is nifty. It's very different from all of the Marvel movies that we've talked about because we've had. I don't think we've had a single actual intro of a movie like that. Like with the whole song and dance sort of deal. Um, Incredible Hulk. You're right. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, I guess so. Yeah, because it, it was telling a story of what actually happened, but but it wasn't like a, mm-hmm. a preview. It wasn't an intro. Or, as in the Incredible yeah, Hulk it was... was an intro, but this one was not. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I guess you're right. No, no, no. You're you're right. I was just that, that's what messed with me at first. No, no, you're you're right. It actually it yeah. is an actual intro. There was there was music and stuff, and you had some credits going by. Yeah, it, it was definitely it. Mm-hmm. So we've only had one so far. I feel vindicated. All right, woo! I feel vindicated. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Although I hope Avengers Four, which supposedly everyone will know what the title is by the time Christmas comes around. <laughs> hopefully, we'll see. We're recording this on December third. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, hopefully uh, uh, Avengers Four's intro is just like the dust forming the names of everybody who have been dusted. So you want an actual intro? You know, we need you. No, I don't. Okay. I don't really want. <laughs> no, I'm. <laughs> I'm fine either way. Okay. Actually, yeah, I do kind of miss it. Like I think of when I think of an intro. I think of like the Spider-Man, uh, the like 2002 Spider-Man intro going through the webs, mm-hmm. or the uh, original X-Men intro, like going through Cerebro, which I do like those old-fashioned type of intros. You know, old-fashioned like early 2000s. <laughs> you know, seeing them again, I don't miss them at all. Like, really? Yeah, like talking about it right now, it's I, I don't know. Like you see the characters names or like the names of the people who, mm-hmm. who did a lot and producers and directors, but I don't know. You, you get this thing that doesn't really have something to do with the movie. It's not story. It's not really adding to it or it's rare when it does actually yeah. gives you some story. It's just dead space. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this er, last week I don't know what, what day Christmas lands. Uh, <laughs> Tuesday. We talked about this when... <laughs> oh, so. no, we talked about this yesterday <laughs> when the first episode of Daredevil came out. But I can't remember. Uh, do you watch the intros to TV shows or not? Um, it depends on my mood. 
uh, sometimes mm-hmm. I will. We, we didn't talk about this specifically. Um, with some shows like like a Netflix show or something, I, I I'll probably watch the uh, the intro once or twice a season. Mm-hmm. And that's probably true of most other shows now too. Yeah, I usually watch the intro unless they have like a really annoying intro. Now I'm trying to remember like there's one introduction. Oh, Star Trek Enterprise. I can't freaking stand <laughs> that song at all. <laughs> so that one is one I cuz I have been watching. I'm into season 3 of Star Trek Enterprise, which is not as bad as most people say. Mm-hmm. It's not the best Star Trek, but I do enjoy it. <laughs> um yeah, but that song is the worst title sequence song I've ever heard. And I'm like, you know, if you watch it on console or something and the little thing comes up, skip intro, and if it falls and I don't reach it in time, I'm just, it's really ruined at least two minutes of my life. <laughs> it's If I remember correctly, it was it's such a slow song too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, then? yeah it's, it's not good. But yeah, most of the time I do watch it, watch the intros. Okay. Just cause I think it sets the tone for the show. Unless I'm really binging, then I only watch it 45 times, or what, that's really binging. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, like six times. <laughs> yeah, no, that that is true. Like I, I think about every so often, like like some shows, um, you know, when, as you mentioned about the the whole setting the tone, like the the intro, like the song that that goes on with it, or or I guess whatever kind of um, sound effects, like it's very recognizable to the sort of thing. Like some of the, mm-hmm. the intros that I'm thinking of right now, like the first one that comes to my mind, it's Bojack Horseman. Like that's a very recognizable yeah. thing. And it kind of like, you're right. It does set the tone. Yeah. Like uh, Avatar, the last airbender is one that my brain goes to every time, even though it's not a full intro. I mean, it's a, it is a full intro, but it's not a song, but just like the gong sound and stuff. When they start that off, always puts me in the mood mood for Avatar. Huh, all right. All right. So uh, let's go to the next thing, which is um, like eight minutes into the sh- uh, movie. This is one we both put down, but I feel like you've been talking for a little while, so I'll go. Um, Matt getting his powers. Uh, kind of like it's a whole extended flashback. Or the whole movie's an extended flash forward, and this is real time. We don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, uh, I'm comparing uh, Jack the Devil Murdoch, his father in this, compared to battling Jack Murdoch from the Daredevil TV show. And he is a lot less noble in this. He's This guy's just a drunken enforcer compared to a, a boxer who doesn't give up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And... I still don't know because we were talking about this with the Daredevil TV show when this takes place. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, you mean like his childhood times? Yeah, yeah. So it's a little more modern. It, it is, and I would believe if someone told me that that this took place in the early '80s, maybe even the late '70s, I'd believe it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like he he'd probably be in his thirties yeah. in two thousand, but Affleck. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, Affleck. But I I, I was thinking, you know, Matt Murdock in general. If if he's a child during yeah. like the late seventies, right? True. 
Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so, uh, he walks down, what, does he just walk down an alleyway and his dad's randomly there enforcing, <laughs> which I think is the correct term. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he, he <laughs> runs away and into a construction and then blinds himself, comparing that to the MCU Matt, who saves a person and gets blinded. You can tell that this Murdoch is a lot less noble than the MCU MCU Murdoch. Well, let's wrote. I don't know if that's a fair statement, right? I mean, because this is this is a situation where where this Matt Murdoch, like, I he ran into what I'm guessing I, I don't want to say like a construction site, but he he went into like a work zone. The other one, he had mm-hmm. the actual opportunity to save someone. I don't think he had the opportunity here to save someone. Okay. Well, they're setting him up as a less heroic person. Yeah, I'll I'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, what did you want to talk about? You want to talk about his powers? Well, um, yeah. So, uh, kind of the way that they actually talk about these uh, the powers here, uh, in terms of of how like how he describes them, and I'm I'm kind of trying to think. I don't know if they describe it this way in the mcu daredevil tv show or not so what they like one of the things that they say is all right so now he's blind all of his other senses got better and he actually mentions them his sense of touch got a lot better um and his sense of smell and all that kind of stuff and so i i guess in in the well the episode that we'll have next week with uh, daredevil uh there there's that scene where he's talking about you know being able to smell someone like two floors down or something right uh, I don't know if they mm-hmm. ever actually say that his his sen- other senses, other than his hearing, uh, got better in the uh, in the MCU Daredevil. But in here, they're trying to basically trying to say, okay, he oh, like everything about him is is super, except for the you know being able to see part. Mm-hmm. Well, um, spoilers for the MCU, but mm-hmm. we already said there will be spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um. He's trained by Stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's trained to, like, in the MCU, to focus on his senses. I don't think he's, they're super-powered. He's just, like, been trained to focus everything. Here, I mean, we see him... He apparently becomes suicidal because he's like, decides he's just going to slide off of things because he can hear where stuff is. <laughs> Well, when, so when he was sliding, that that's when they were talking about his sense of touch, like, which yeah. I don't think that one is a really good example because he was sliding through his sense of balance. I, I, I guess. All right. He has super balance. <laughs> I mean, he lost his sense of self-preservation, apparently. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He has neither no him nor um, <laughs> yeah, he a, lost his sense of fear. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, neither of them, uh, neither versions of Matt Murdock have improved their sense of humor, which disappoints me greatly. So eh, that's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was just like his his powers were at least described a little differently, and I'm not super familiar with Daredevil in the comics, so I'm, I'm kind of curious now if that's what they say about about his character. Like, is his sense of touch better? His sense of um, 
taste better uh, his sense of time does he just know what time it is and that kind of stuff yeah so. <laughs> well his his sense of justice has definitely improved oh that's true <laughs> um <laughs> since we're talking about his powers i also kind of want to bring up there's this this scene and this happens twice throughout the movie um where something really loud causes him pain because he hears really well and so mm-hmm. he, um He's in this, it was a subway, and like a subway train is going by. And so I was going online to try and figure out what the sound of this was. And so a subway in New York, like from finding a couple of sources online, it seems to be that one of the highest sounds for it is at about 107 decibels. So just over 100, if you're just trying to remember the number. Okay. Um, If you want some kind of perspective, 100 decibels is the sound of a uh, power lawnmower or a jet engine taking off at about 305 meters away from you. So, no, I mean, it's loud, but it's not ridiculously loud. Right. Uh, Being around it a lot can cause you um actual pain or hearing loss like actual damage for a human but uh but yeah you know try to be careful with that now he's around guns fairly regularly like like a lot as we see in this movie guns i was trying to find like loudness ratings for them and i i found like Mm -hmm. a range of them and the lowest i found was 130 decibels but a lot of them go up to 150 so they're definitely higher than that train in a subway i want to be clear that this train was in like it's the subway train itself and i'm grabbing data from like i don't know what this website was but it's from actual like from from new york as as far as the uh, subway train goes so that one's just Mm -hmm. a little inaccurate but just wanted to bring that one up yeah (laughs) i hope there are no more inaccuracies in this um (laughs) i i don't so random note oh Uh Yeah. Random note, John Favreau is Foggy Nelson. Woohoo! All you right. Know, director of Yeah. Director of Iron Man and Iron Man Two. Yep. So that was one random note. I said I had two. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> so here we go. There's, oh I have three. So there's only one degree next. of separation there from the actual MCU. Yeah. Yeah. So um I wanted to skip forward to his dramatic suit up. <laughs> uh, and his, the reveal of Daredevil. This is about the time when I just like started grinning like an idiot because of this is so ridiculous. Uh-huh. Where he's in his apartment, um, which we'll talk about in a little bit. His apartment in more depth, <laughs> but he just like starts swinging his billy club and swinging the ropey thing and his nunchucks just randomly there. It's very um. Batman and Robin or Batman Re- no one of the terrible ones <laughs> Batman Forever or Batman and Robin <laughs> there's a scene very much like this uh, yeah it's it's really just kind of show off to look cool sort of thing but uh, mm-hmm. and, and you know I kind of wonder like at the time like what I thought again like, as far as how this goes and what a lot of people thought but like I, I get the feeling it was everyone probably just thought, all right, that was was kind of stupid. It, it meant to look cool, but that didn't really go that far. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we get the reveal of Daredevil, um, by him 
jumping from the rooftops at least 60 stories, breaking three window washer lift things, and then jumping like Spider-Man from rooftop to rooftop. And what the hell? <laughs> so, so did his sense of gravity also get, like, messed with too? Is that what happened? <laughs> that... I don't think that's a thing. Like, <laughs> sense of justice is a saying. Sense of gravity, that's not a thing. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> like, like how they thought that that would even work. Yeah, this is the complete opposite of, like, all of Daredevil's, uh, MCU Daredevil's fights and stuff, where you feel every single punch. This guy is just, like, nothing affects him whatsoever, except for a, a hole in his shoulder, apparently, that completely incapacitates him. <laughs> but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, no, this this is definitely, like, it, it really kind of does feel like they wanted to make a, a character who had, like, like the types of superpowers you think of as a superpowered person, right? Like someone who could fall mm -hmm. and do a superhero landing, someone who was super strong and super fast and all that, right? Because he's, but he's not those things. Yeah. He's still human for the most part, or he should be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I feel sorry for the win the three window washers who are going to come to work tomorrow and their little lift things are now broken because of daredevil do do they leave those out like when i haven't the slightest idea <laughs> i because because sacramento california is a very low <laughs> um, area <laughs> you know this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> um so i think i i mentioned this I, I know i mentioned this to you last week when we were recording but i don't know if it was in the uh, episode of daredevil that we released yesterday or the one that we'll have uh, next week. But uh, I was in New York recently uh, for vacation, mm -hmm. and I don't know if I saw any window washers out, at least out at night, like just kind of left out. So what I guess has to have happened was that before he jumped, he had to go and set them up. Like they were probably at the top where the actual window <laughs> washers were, right? <laughs> so he, he lowered them. <laughs> And had to make sure they were all right. And he used his no, super... Al, mm -hmm. <laughs> he must have, because if they left him there, how did the window washers get out of there? <laughs> <laughs> like, logically, they wouldn't just leave him right there. That's, that's true. They probably don't, like, use a grappling <laughs> hook to to go down or something, right? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> then, okay. Unless yeah. they're daredevil. <laughs> Then yeah, that that has to have been what happened. He has to have set that up himself. He's too cool for an now. Elevator. Was Mike Murdoch was Mike Murdoch a window washer, and he set these all up for for himself later? Oh, maybe that very well could have been it. Yeah. <laughs> and listeners, if you're not familiar with who Mike Murdoch is, listen next Monday, and you'll find oh, out who. Yes, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem we get when we when we record uh, two episodes and then try to record something in between. The power of time shifting, right there. Yeah, time travel's weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so let's kind of move on a little bit to to his home, his how what his house yeah. is like. So you mean the the Batcave? <laughs> yeah. This. <laughs> This thing, so this is definitely one of the things on my list of uh, parallels 
between the uh, Batman mm-hmm. movie and this in that Batman lives in essentially a palatial estates for where he lives, right? It's kind of it's kind of out there, yeah. but you know, it's it's not in the middle of a city. Uh, Matt Murdock is in the middle of of a city, so given the size of his place, he's it's <laughs> got to be really expensive. I'm sure his rent is like a couple grand a month for the size of what he's uh, what he's got. Yeah. And then, I mean, he apparently sleep. He gets us a voicemail from this woman he's apparently been sleeping with and then abandons randomly mm-hmm. because he's fighting crime yeah. and jumping from rooftop to rooftop. Um, but he's never invited her over to his place for obvious reasons. <laughs> but it's like, has Foggy never been there? <laughs> I- has. I mean, I don't, he has no other relationships whatsoever. So I, I'm guessing not. Like, like he, I mean, how how is he going to explain his water coffin to Foggy or to anyone? Okay. Yeah, that that water coffin. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got super hearing, but they've invented earplugs, which probably works better than the water because doesn't sound waves go faster through water? I, I I've heard that. I mean, I've been told, but. You know, there's a bunch of metal yeah. around. Is I couldn't tell if that was a a metal casing over like a metal bed, or was it like concrete on the bottom or something? I I have no idea how that works. I don't know, but God, I hope he never rolls over because <laughs> then he just drowned. Well, <laughs> I, so the 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 water coffin bothered me because. Like when he when we first see him get out, he's not all pruny, like yeah. You just spent f- at least four hours in a bathtub. You're, you're gonna be filled with all True. all these water wrinkles. <laughs> and I hope he changes that water frequently. We don't see him change the water when he gets in and out. Oh yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Ooh. His, uh, you know, the rest of his right. place is actually interestingly set up too, right? Because he has his workout room. Mm-hmm. He has this like whole setup for all of his, uh, for all of his clothes, and he's, I mean, they seem like they're all the same clothes, but he's he's just kind of checking which one he's he wants to wear today. It's, mm-hmm. how did he get that all? Set now there, up? there's a. Sorry, <laughs> I was gonna say there's a logic problem with that mm-hmm. uh-huh. because he needs someone to who sees to help him set that up, and including the money, which, yeah, the folding the ten dollars and five dollars different ways to tell them apart, great, that's actually probably something people do, mm-hmm. but how they weren't folded, so how did he put them in the right boxes in the first place? <laughs> he, this has to be something <laughs> he's done in like in batches because he has to have like. Like for the the money thing or like the suits, he like went out. Mm-hmm. He talked to Foggy and he was like, "Hey, hey, can you tell me really quickly which was these are tens, which are twenties and fives? Like, okay, cool. How we put these? All right, cool." And then he goes back home, and then and then he puts them there. Yeah. And then the next day he does the same thing, or a couple of weeks later. <laughs> this has to be a regular event for him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it must be. It's the only logical conclusion. Um. There is no logical conclusion. So <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All right. Um So let's skip ahead 
after he Ben Affleck meets his future wife because this is where Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck met, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, also his future ex. So yes, this is true. <laughs> um, Affleck or Affleck, uh, Bearfleck, mm-hmm. Bear Devil. What do we? Oh, what's uh, it Bear Devil. Darefleck. I think Darefleck might work better because he is not a bear. <laughs> I guess that's true. So, uh, Darefleck um, <laughs> follows um, this random woman he doesn't even know the name of out of the coffee shop and she tries to avoid him so he grabs her hand which is pretty aggressive it's not something you can do nowadays mm-hmm. could, could <laughs> and then even... she decides oh well, i don't even know if you could do it back then but it seems like they were more sexist back then mm-hmm. and less mm-hmm. respectful back then um so she decides she's going to fight a blind man in the, in the middle of a park <laughs> i mean it's the only logical perfect conclusion yes. <laughs> this this movie is so full of logical conclusions <laughs> well, I, I, okay i'm actually going to defend her action there not his and and what okay. i what i mean is her action of fighting him because like she learns or sees that he can fight in some way because like once he grabs her hand and she like takes it away i forgot what it was but didn't she try to hit him and he dodges out of the way yeah i think so i think didn't they do something with like their hands like grabbing each other's hands and stuff like that you know when you grab each other's wrists and there was something the type of thing. yeah there was something like that so her i mean in her mind she's just trying to get away like it's still somewhat logical mm-hmm. conclusion like and she's not able to get away so she's she's fighting like she's yeah she's good him on the other hand Fair. um he's a predator because he all he did <laughs> yes, he all he did was smell her walking into a coffee shop, <laughs> and then kept following. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah, that's it. <laughs> and wouldn't let her yeah. go. Um, <laughs> this is a, yet another parallel to the nineteen eighty nine Batman movie. Um, in that where the main hero character has some somewhat predatory things. Um, the love interest in that movie vicky vale uh, there's a scene where they go on a date mm-hmm. and she and they're you know they're drinking some wine and by the end of the the night she is wasted and he uh says he doesn't drink so you know he's completely sober <laughs> and then they you know of course they Oof. spend the night together so uh yeah <laughs> yeah so a lot a lot of parallels mm. a lot of parallels yep um can we talk about like the most '90s thing to ever happen, or most early 2000s thing to ever early 2000s? Of, um, Bearfleck or Darefleck <laughs> throwing his walking stick up in the air, them both taking off their jackets, and then him catching it <laughs> to show how badass they are. <laughs> yes. So, so I, I know it's I know this led up to a fight scene. Um, which is kind of <laughs> yeah. like a dance scene, but I really like. Even though I knew where this was going, I was just expecting them to break out into in some sort of dance off, <laughs> because mm-hmm. I mean that's also kind of what you you get out of it too. Like you have the kids on the background, like fight, fight. And they're just egging them on. Like it, it kind of feels like that's really what they wanted to do. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, we were going to dance, but they're telling us to fight, so might as well. So, yeah, they have this, like, whole seesaw fight thing where apparently they're the exact same weight, so they can be on equal sides. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, the throwing her up in the air and then catching her like a dance, like you said. Mm-hmm. But this is the best way for a blind man to hide his superpowers, right? <laughs> I think this is this was perfectly planned to make sure no one will ever suspect him of being a superhero. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, the the blind lawyer who can do flips on a seesaw and catch his cane that he threw up into the air, at least, it has to have been at least 50 feet in the air for him to have time to take his coat off and, like, put it off to the side or something um yeah <laughs> also if you remember yeah. right after this scene uh electra's asking him like how he was able to do that and he had the perfect response he he grew up a blind kid in hell's kitchen like you just have to learn those things <laughs> so apparently in his mind every blind kid in hell's kitchen can do this stuff yeah <laughs> yeah Oh, speaking of um, which, Tony, did I ever tell you about the time I actually saw Daredevil? I didn't meet him, but I saw him. So, <laughs> no. Okay, continue. Okay, good. So this was—I feel like this would have come up if it was a real Daredevil. But continue. It probably would. So this was about three years ago, three, four years ago, somewhere in that. Time. Al, did you get beat up by a blind guy? <laughs> no, but I feel like if the guy wanted to, he could have. So what happened was, okay, I was, okay. uh, I I went out to like, I was at home. I was like, oh, you know, let me go get some dinner. So I went out to this burger place and I got it to go. And I was walking home, and so as I'm walking home, um, I'm at this like uh like this stoplight basically, and um so I'm looking, I don't know, let's say north forward, and so parallel to me on the other side of the street was a guy who I noticed was blind, and I noticed, you know, he had the, the stick and all that, and I was, I was actually kind of curious, like, mm-hmm. oh, I've never really seen, you know, a blind guy out walking, you know, so I was kind of watching a little out of curiosity to see, like, you know, how he walks with the stick and all that stuff, and it was, it was nighttime, it was literally just the two of us, so I was on one side of the street, he was on the other, uh, so then at some point I wasn't paying attention, I started thinking about other things, uh, and then all of a sudden, um, I realized, oh, hey, he's not on the other side. And he was like 10 feet behind me. Uh, now, this was after we, we had already like crossed the street. So the blind person crossed the street to, you know, with, with the light. And then at some point, he crossed the street in the middle of it without any kind of light or anything. And so my logical <laughs> conclusion is that I saw Daredevil. Yes. <laughs> I... I'm sure. Uh-huh. Yep. You did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, if apparently blind people who grew up f- from a child in Hell's Kitchen could do that stuff at a minimum, <laughs> then... Cross the street. Yeah. I, which the next logical conclusion is to be able to, you know, do everything we saw in this uh, in this playground fight. So I, I think it's all possible. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Um, so random note number two Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a whole lot of like new metal music in this movie yes (laughs) yeah I think I may have had the soundtrack because this was 
exactly the type of music I listened to when I was about 15. Yeah, I, I was thinking the <laughs> same thing. A lot of these songs sound familiar. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> what, that I had listened to this music? No, that, that, that I did too. I was like, man, you know, a lot of the stuff I haven't heard in a long time, and it's all in one movie. <laughs> yeah, it all came from this movie. Except for um, uh, Evanescence has their hit song in this movie, which now you still hear if you listen to alternative rock stations mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Which I've never been a fan of Evanescence. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. So. All right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's about this time where we meet uh, our like secondary villain who is actually there more than our primary villain we meet bullseye (laughs) um who to this day is when i think of colin farrell movies i think of this version of bullseye (laughs) (laughs) i've seen colin farrell you know quite a few other things but i always think of this i had forgotten how weird of a character he plays this uh, this version of Bullseye. <laughs> like, he, he is ridiculous. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> I mean, so when we first meet him, he's doing some cool thing to show off. He's he's really accurate. All right, but then he kills oh, yeah, a guy with, with the Irish rap music. Yes, yeah. <laughs> And then, and then he kills a guy with a paperclip or multiple paperclips. I was really unsure because he like takes I, one. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, you were saying. I I thought he was a wizard because he either broke that paperclip really quickly, mm-hmm. or he magically made more more appear. But continue. Or he just always has a bunch ready, and the first one is just for show. It's it's like a sleight of yeah. hand trick. Like he always has one that's normal. And then he hides it and then just pulls out the other one. And then then he has the ones mm-hmm. that are used for actual killing, I guess, because those are really straight. Yeah. Um, they never explain... Well, I mean, why would they? They don't explain a lot in this movie. Mm-hmm. They never explain why he has a bullseye branded to his head, other than the fact that he's bullseye and he points to it like a crazy person. <laughs> what, was that a branding? Because it didn't really seem like there were bad marks. Oh. It might have just been a birthmark. Well, okay. Oh, okay. I'm like, it's not a tattoo. I assumed it was a branding or weird scarring or a birthmark. Yeah, it could have been scarring. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think if it was a birthmark and he'd want to hide it, he would actually have hair. He would, like, not shave his head. He is proud. He wants everyone to know yes. the second he chooses to take his hat He's off. Bullseye. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. I just. I just. Th- he is the high point of this movie for me. He, he really is. So later in in this movie, um, you know, uh, no, I'm gonna hold off on this, but I, I I'm gonna talk more about him because because we have him in. Uh, it looks like the rest of the things that we both have to talk about. So, uh, do you have anything else before we yeah. move on? Or? Um, Kevin Smith is also randomly in this. <laughs> not so random. He was he wrote for Daredevil for a while, and they have a bunch. I'm not going to go into it, mm-hmm. but they have a bunch of references 
two Daredevil writers. Oh. In addition to Stanley and him. Oh, okay. that's cool. I didn't know yeah. that. Um, the one I can remember off the top of my head, because I didn't write them all down, um, the guy who Daredevil murders on the train, mm-hmm. you know, he does a Batman, I don't have to, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. <laughs> Actually, more does uh, you're going to freaking die by being run over by a train thing. Yeah, but, um, that was full on murder. The guy's name is Jose Casada. Yeah, his name's Jose Casada, who Joe Casada wrote for Daredevil for a long time, and then he was uh, the editor in chief for a long time of Daredevil. So that's a reference to that. So the wait, so the person who was killed was a writer. It was named oh. after a Daredevil writer, and mm-hmm. Kevin Smith's character was named something Kirby. And after Jack Kirby, you know, mm-hmm. Stanley and Jack Kirby created Daredevil. There's probably more because I looked it up, but now I didn't care to write it down. <laughs> if if the movie's not going to pull so out Al... its A game, then we don't need to pull out our A game for notes and things, right? <laughs> That's the plan. It's true. This is completely true. <laughs> okay. Because we're skipping from, uh, I think, 36 minutes to one hour and eight minutes. <laughs> so whatever happened in the middle didn't matter. It really did. Now, Al. Age-old question. Uh-oh. How do you kill a man without fear? Because that's what Bullseye <laughs> says to Fisk. Uh, my answer would be like a gun, a bomb, machete, car, poison, plane crash, push down the stairs, tiger. Any of those would work. Mm-hmm. And those are just <laughs> like off the tip of your tongue. Like you were ready with those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I had a planet... Putting the fear back in him? Mm-hmm. Not on my list. <laughs> no, nowhere close, I'm sure. <laughs> no. I, so, this is something we actually didn't really talk about. And it's kind of sort mm-hmm. of on my uh, uh, parallel between the Batman movie and, and Daredevil. Um, in this movie, Daredevil has been around for a while. Like, Fisk yeah. knows about it. He, he said, yeah, I've... I've seen people fight him before and, and they've all ended up you know gone or whatever uh, he's still a a myth to people like no one believes that that uh, writer that daredevil actually exists yeah um uh what's his name cypher right yeah <laughs> yes <Matrix>. yeah cypher. <laughs> also also ben yurik who actually appears in the marvel tv show hmm. but yeah so that's also a parallel to the 1989 Batman movie, which is exactly the same concept. Mm-hmm. Like he he's a myth, but he's been around for years, and like there's only the the few people who believe about him. Uh, but the only reason I brought it up here was because we're seeing in that scene that Fisk knows about Daredevil like firsthand, or he's at least known about him for mm-hmm. a while. Yeah. So so where did this whole man without fear thing come from? Did Fisk just assume that? That Daredevil has no fear? Where did that come from? Fisk... He assumes... Or characters assume a lot in this. I I mean, I wish I wrote it down. Because I remember thinking, like, how does he know this? How? Oh, we'll talk about it later. About something that a character assumes that works out really well for them. Okay. But I do not know how he would know that <laughs> i do not have an answer for this but there is a lot of convenient hey that guy just knows something that happened in this. interesting okay all right yeah hmm. 
Uh, but going back to your original question, I mean, killing a man who doesn't have any fear, um, uh-huh. uh, I mean, you got to use that to your advantage, right? Like, you got to do something <laughs> that they would be scared of. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you said tiger, right? That would be perfect because he's not yeah. going to be scared of a tiger. No, mm-hmm. you just walk up to it. Yeah. Try to give it a high five. Yeah, exactly. Or you use reverse psychology. Be like, I bet you're too afraid to jump out of this plane without a parachute. And he's like, I don't have any fear. And he just jumps. I mean, as we know, that's how he learned he could jump 60 stories and not die, as he did in the beginning of the movie. So I guess it worked out for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you should fear that. <laughs> that is true. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, one more thing about this part with Fisk and Bullseye. Um, one thing that Bullseye needs to defeat um, Daredevil, he wants a bloody costume. <laughs> that's, that's how he ends. Uh, so I didn't really look that hard. Does he actually get a costume? He, I wrote it down. He gets a leather jacket with a custom tank top and a cool belt buckle. That's his costume. Wait, when did when did he get uh, that? Like, did they show it? Did I just completely got, miss it? No, that's what... I'm assuming that's what he got. Because that's what he was wearing when he confronts them on the roof. But I thought he already had that. Like, didn't he have that as seen before? Was was that what he was wearing before? Like, I, I literally I don't remember. So I just assumed he had changed. So, so when I <laughs> was... Um, so when I was, was watching it... Um, like, I, I, I remember thinking, like, he, he looks really familiar um i don't i you know i honestly don't know um you're looking up i yeah um, i am i'm trying to um eh, eh, oh well you know it doesn't matter um maybe well, well i'm gonna assume that's his cool new outfit okay that's fair <laughs> we, we can move on if uh i'll, I'll look Which at it he, in the background but we'll see yeah, he reveals that outfit on the rooftop during a rooftop battle, kind of. Um, that was your thing, so. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So this whole, um, so this whole scene, this whole fight scene, they've, they've kind of they they had a whole lead up intro to it because we we've pretty much ignored everything with Electra and her storyline uh, up until now because she's all oh, yeah. angry. Her dad's dead. Yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, upset about that. And, you know, I actually, I will give it to her about actually thinking that Daredevil was the one who killed her father. I'll, uh, that, that, that actually works. It, it fits. I was expecting to find some mm-hmm. kind of glaring flaw. And, and uh, anyway, it worked for me. But uh, yeah. in this, like, just the, the fight scene alone, like, it, it starts with Bullseye, like, just being this really feral person like all of a sudden using uh-huh. his his coat to like he's using his coat as a cape like did you see that when he shows up there he like like grabs it yeah. and like hides or however like the phantom of the opera style <laughs> <laughs> uh so anyway the the i mean i really didn't have much for the fight scene itself just just the fact that um it, it was interesting that first off, they all knew where to go. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have no idea why they knew any of that. They probably put a daredevil signal in the sky. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. What it, what does it look like? What do you think a daredevil signal looks like? 
it's um it's uh it's a face of a person mm -hmm. except for instead of it's got like a smile but instead of eyes it's got two x's over his eyes to show that he's blind and he's got two devil horns <laughs> daredevil <laughs> <laughs> okay that works for me <laughs> i i was imagining like it was the word fear but like crossed out <laughs> oh yep Kind of like the um the Ghostbuster symbol, but except for fear, or they just use the Ghostbuster symbol because most people are afraid of ghosts, but he's not. That's true. So. He ain't afraid of no ghost. <laughs> it's just a Ghostbuster symbol. <laughs> he ain't afraid of nothing, including no ghosts. <laughs> I, I mean, it 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 fits. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, um, one thing I want to mention about this rooftop fight is. He can jump, as we've said multiple times, like 60 stories plus, and from rooftop to rooftop, but he gets a shoulder wound and almost dies. Just almost instantly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I mean, everyone has their weakness, right? His weakness is to a sigh in that one spot. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like, it's like his Achilles heel, except for it's a Murdoch shoulder. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, she completely reneges on killing him when she finds out it's Matt. There's nothing stopping from Matt from killing her father. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like I I kind of feel like like he he really could have tried a little harder to tell her that oh hey you know I I know for a fact Daredevil didn't kill your father. Because it was me, or because I'm Daredevil, like, yeah, just, just tell her. It's not that big a deal. She's apparently been in your apartment, the only person ever. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's enough trust at that point in time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh. All right. So, well, uh, because of her terrible mistake, she dies. Oh, and then they fight in the church. Mm -hmm. So before moving on, just a yeah. little bit. Um, oh. You, the the reason I was a little a little distant there in in talking was because I I really mm -hmm. had to to find out I had to pull up the Daredevil movie to find out if Bullseye actually got a costume. I don't think he did. Mm -hmm. Like he oh uh, no <laughs> in the scene where he it's still in the sh yeah in, in the scene where he kills the fabricator is still making it yeah it's yeah, it's yeah, that yeah so yeah. in the scene where he kills um Mr Nachios Electra's dad I forgot his name um yeah. he's wearing um, like pretty much the same coat and a jacket and he has i don't know if he actually has the belt buckle uh, i couldn't tell there but uh, mm -hmm. I, I didn't want to watch too much of it so he never got his bloody uh, uh costume no nope. <laughs> that probably would have been his reward for killing daredevil if he was successful yeah mm -hmm. or maybe he would dress up like daredevil <laughs> and just murder people for fisk yeah, maybe that's actually a really good idea. Yeah, maybe they'll make that in part of a show or something. Anyway, mm -hmm. maybe someday. Oh, maybe on Disney's yeah. streaming thing. Oh, we can only hope. <laughs> Murdering Daredevil. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, move on to the church fight. Yeah, sounds good to me. Um, that's a really tall organ. Just gotta say. Yeah, what is that? Like fifty feet. Minimum? Yeah, it's gotta be. How? How? I. 
I have only been in a handful of Catholic churches, um, and none as big as whatever church is right here in New York City. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's St. Patrick, which is like the famous one, or it's just a random church. But I've never seen an organ that large. <laughs> I don't know if that's standard. I was wondering the same thing. Is that like just for this special one, or or what? But mm-hmm. but okay. <laughs> Yeah, not sure. Um, so Daredevil and Bullseye fight up the or climb up the organ mm-hmm. for reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and then uh, Bullseye like starts throwing. Obviously, this is what he does. He starts throwing things at Daredevil, and he just when he misses a few times, he's like, "Oh crap! This is all I've got. I'm going to run away in terror." <laughs> Well, it's never been a problem before. This is new to him. <laughs> yeah. And then as he's running away in terror, he decides, you know, 99.9% of people you know, don't like loud noises, but it doesn't hurt him. But I'm going to ring this bell just in case it incapacitates him completely. That's yeah, a good thing. This is the thing I was talking... This is the thing I was talking about. I was like, it's, how does he get this information? <laughs> It's a it's a good thing he knows Daredevil is blind, because if not, oh boy, that <laughs> <laughs> uh, was awkward. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So also during this fight scene, we get yet another parallel between um, mm-hmm. between uh, oh yeah, b- uh, Batman between Batman and now I'm trying to remember. I I wrote down Daredevil throughout all of my notes. I don't remember what you changed it to because your name was better. Uh, Darefleck. Darefleck. Between Darefleck Darefleck. and and, uh, Keatman. They're both scared of bats because this is the scene where where a bunch of bats come flying out of the organ and Daredevil lets go and he's like, ah, no, I can't stay here and let bats fly around me. I have to let go of well their squeaking must be extremely painful to him because every sound is painful to him <laughs> I, I guess um, they're messing with his echolocation yeah. yeah Um. so when they're fighting when Daredevil is incapacitated by bells um, Daredevil gets there's a sniper coming to shoot through stained glass windows where they can't see anyway, but they're going to shoot nonetheless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a window. <laughs> and he fires, and <laughs> yeah, a window you can't see through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so he pulls Bullseye's hands in front of the window. Um, this is a man he's about to shove out a window. Why didn't he just like move his head into the shot? I. I mean, just to just to throw out an idea, maybe he actually didn't have enough time, right? Bullets fly fast. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but not as fast as this version of Daredevil, who can do anything. I guess that's except true. for hear loud noises. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean that would have worked, but then he wouldn't have had the cool effect of, you know, being able to throw a man through a historical window. Yes, and then have the perfect capper line for defeating a guy named Bullseye by saying, Bullseye. <laughs> I, I totally forgot that he even said that there. 
and and I thought that <laughs> oh he should have said that earlier when when his hands were like shot through, um, but no okay he uh, he he saved it for the the better <laughs> better point yep <laughs> yeah and he throws on the reporter car who literally hasn't done anything <laughs> bad <laughs> just like destroys his car yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then other things happened, but they weren't important enough for us to say. Uh, pretty much, yeah, yeah. So two other quick things, like now that we're talking about this, that I just kind of mm-hmm. wanted to bring in. Um, this movie has has a, a mid credit scene, which I totally forgot. Yeah. How many superhero movies at the time had them? Was this like new and fresh? Um. I mean, before this, what there was X Men and there was Spider Man, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I don't think either of them had mid credit scenes. Okay, I don't think I, so either. I, I don't know. Yeah. Could this? Um. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Gotta say, major spoilers for season three of Daredevil. This is the end scene almost the exact same end scene from daredevil season three where bullseye wakes up from presumably being messed up terribly and if we want to add some more spoilers to it also the end scene uh-huh. to punisher season one. Oh yeah yeah i hadn't thought about that since i saw it <laughs> so so we have two of of these uh mm-hmm. netflix mcu shows ending pretty much the same way yeah Oh, we've got to find an excuse to cover Punisher at the movies. An excuse? We'll have to think of it. Oh, movies, huh? movies. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, all in movies. for Warzone. I'm I'm totally down to put to I've never it. seen Warzone oh. actually. Oh, okay. So y- I was thinking the the Punisher, not the one with Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, the one with or, the we could cover Thomas that too. Jane. That's pretty terrible. Yeah, Thomas Jane. I remember enjoying that cuz that came out around this time too, right? In like early 2000s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's pretty much when we talk about superheroes. There's pretty much before Iron Man and after Iron Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's yeah. true. And technically, Warzone was after Iron Man. It was a couple of years. Oh, was it? It was like one or two. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Mm, okay, well, still, it, it didn't get the memo. Yeah. All, right. <laughs> <sighs> All right, I think I'm done. Uh, Tony, how about you? Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we still need to rate it, but I think we're pretty done. Yeah. Okay. So, Tony, how many um, how many um, bats do you give this episode or this movie? How many bats? Um, I well, I'm going to rank it two ways. Oh. First of all, the quality of movie, I will give it like one and a half bats. <laughs> but. The amount of enjoyment I received from watching this movie, I will give it seven out of five billy clubs. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, I highly recommend anyone watching this movie for a good laugh. <laughs> what about you? Uh, so I... Uh, overall, if I were to say you know mm-hmm. one out of ten bats, uh, I'd I'd probably give it a four. It's a good solid four. Now I will say that I have been told that the director's cut of this movie is better, and I kind of wanted to watch oh, yeah, the director's cut. Um, 
but you, Tony, you had said that you only have the the regular one. And when I was looking online for it, I was like, yeah, yeah I'll just yeah. get the regular one. Yeah, I've got the regular cut on DV- theatrical cut on DVD, and I wasn't going to go out and buy the director's <laughs> cut. So that is fair. Uh, but I kind of think, like, because I know that the director's cut does explain a few things. I wonder how much of that was like giving answers to to some questions than things that were assumptions. But maybe none of the assumptions that that you had brought up. Maybe it was some other things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's only one way to find out. Next Christmas. No. I'm kidding. <laughs> Or maybe you're not. Who knows? We sure don't yeah. right now. We'll we'll see. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens in the year. Uh, all right, Tony. It's been an hour. I think I'm good. How about you? Oh, I'm great. This is the best Christmas present so far. <laughs> oh, perfect. All right. So everyone, um, please join us next week when we will uh, return with MCU Daredevil. So we'll be talking about. Uh, season one episode two cut man and uh please uh please remember to uh you know follow us on the social medias on twitter uh at mcu underscore rewind please give us uh five star reviews which would be great five out of five or ten out of ten if if any of those have those um five out of ten we'll take it but but you know we we really we just want some kind of ratings you know that's and you can do that to anyone too do that with your other your other podcasts that you like listening to you know everyone likes some kind of feedback uh anyway um this has been the marvel cinematic rewind for uh daredevil for the 2003 daredevil uh this has been the marvel cinematic rewind signing off have a marvelous christmas how can you